was a little bit much. That's okay. Oh, you know who you sound like right now? Yeah. Um, uh, what's her name from Schitt's Creek? Um, the wife of Roland. Roland. Oh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. That's it. That's how. You, yeah. <laughs> that kind of like. Uh, hi. Uh, yes, hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Cheers. Oh, you can do it. Do it. Do it. Cheers Ooh, to the queers. Listen to that. Oh, maybe move the wire. No, stop. My no, water move is... Move the wire. Move the I wire know, but there. My, okay, but my water was like holding it there, and I feel like that helped our sound. No, I don't think it did. Oh, stop. How are you? Fine. How are you? <laughs> How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm so good. That happened. <laughs> uh, good, good. How was your week? Yeah, it was so good. Chill out. You need to... You need to chill out. Okay. Okay. So how was your week? Taking it down a notch? Yeah, it was a lot. That's Okay. Do you have a good week? Take some direction from you as my director and I will take it down a notch. Uh, What if I was one of those people that led the conductor? (laughs) So I was like not for a train, but for an orchestra. Yeah, like keep talking. I was like, "Mm, you should. You should. You should bring it up, punch it up, punch it up. Down, 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 down. I'm gonna try to do that for a little bit. Okay, let's see. Yes, see if that actually works okay and yeah i'm we're gonna try it up here for a minute and then yeah we'll see if i can take even even more direction after that then we're gonna go way up here talk like mickey mouse okay i'm really good at it so um how was your week ah you know good (laughs) sounds like it was great i feel honestly i mean after the debacle of last week's recording i honestly feel yeah um like we just returned back to this spot and we haven't moved in a week. That's sort of how <laughs> I feel. It's so frustrating <laughs> because it was a really good, you know, it, it, it was a, a, a well thought out episode. It, you know, we, we kind of did our part. We did some research. We did some research. We talked, you know, and we did, a, I thought it was cohesive, cohesive, cohesive. And then it just didn't record. And then having to re-record and you're trying to get like sort of an organic Twice. conversation. Twice, and we had the the last one tonight, which is a week later. Yeah, obviously. So that was our, and that was the third time of just recording the tail end. I mean, we we lost at least an hour's worth of kind of a bummer, but we're good. We're good. But how was your week aside from that? Aside from that, you know, it was pretty good. I, nothing crazy sticking out good happened. Um, somebody sent Amos and I a random uh package though. And it consisted, and we don't know who it's from. <laughs> so it had a cat butt coloring book. Obviously. Um, some coasters that look like uh, like vinyl records. I love that. And uh, a corkscrew uh, with a bat on it. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah, I have no idea where it came from, though. So, But it was signed Kitty Cat. It was signed like using, you well, know, characters so you know for a kitty cat. From. Some kitty cat, cat. out there. What Maybe Keller. Be... It might have been oh, Keller. Keller might have sent it. You're right. It could also be my aunt who does send me random gifts every yeah. now and again without like really signing the card. <laughs> so we don't really know who it's from. But I did. I, I really do enjoy this. So if any of you out there are who sent it, thank you. I spent my weekend coloring cat butts. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'll be with Keller in a, next week week after i don't know but i'll be with him for a while this month so yeah i'll talk to him and kind of feel yeah see Keller's not the type though keller's pretty like low-key i don't know that he would no 
maybe he would. I feel like Keller would send you a picture, just a beautiful picture of himself. Yeah, I think that's more Keller's. <laughs> yeah, speed. Keller's gorgeous, and he knows. I mean, it. he'd want me to have a coloring book of his cat butt, not any other just yeah, random cat. Keller knows what he has to offer. Yeah, exactly. He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, so yeah, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I uh, I have a a wee dent in my car, right? Um, in the front right part of and it's a new car and it's not where the deer hit her in Kentucky no 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 it's not where the deer hit me and it's not the stolen steering wheel um (laughs) to be honest with you um I can't really get into how I got that dent I just it's a dent yeah I I I, myself nobody was involved no other cars involved I'll I'll tell everybody it was when I was trying to I decided that I was going to learn how to to do karate and so I went outside to prove to Nicole that I was tougher than an Oldsmobile. It's not an Oldsmobile. So, well, and that was kind of my mistake. Um, Fair. So, yeah, I tried to karate chop it and I dented it and A I... A big dent. Yeah, but... Um, and, and I did prove that I was tougher than an Oldsmobile, right? It also kind of looks like a dent that would happen if somebody was driving in, um, like... A mire or something, and one of those like, why the fuck they put those like, met like cement post things that are like three feet tall? You know, they just put sometimes in places. It also looks like a dent that would happen if you hit one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, regardless, I have one right. And it's kind of a bummer because I've had, you know, I, I, I got a new car. First new car I ever had. It's gorgeous. I love it. And then um, a deer hit me and somebody stole my steering wheel. So I've had it in the shop a lot. And so I've had to have a rental and stuff. So this happened. The dent happened. And um, I decided that I'm going to wait a minute to get it fixed. Because, like, I just can't get a... I don't want to have a rental. I don't want to deal with that shit right now. But anyway, um, I was at Walmart yesterday and this guy came out of nowhere in this truck and he like pulled up right next to me he's like he's like um he kept calling me uh little miss little miss little miss and i was like yeah and he's like i can fix that dent he's like i can fix that dent right now two hundred dollars and i was like well first of all i mean with my insurance like i it, like my i have comprehensive and i don't know i feel like whatever regardless i don't know for be- me it's just one of those things it's like it's purely cosmetic i'm just not a car person though either i'm not So for me if it's not like fucking with anything that i'm driving with i'm not gonna worry about it i know i didn't think i would either but i've never had a nice car and it was kind of bugging me just yeah just sitting there right and i kept looking at it and this guy's like little miss little miss i can fix that for you did you like look around like who is this man i don't know that i can't say that he was wasted but he was like all fucking wild right and he's like i can fix it for you right now two hundred dollars and i'm like sir no like no i don't like two hundred dollars like first of all i don't give that many shits about this bump it's a dent and my insurance will fix it but i'm also like and he's like and he just kept going down but who who goes to walmart with two hundred dollars cash in their pocket to spend on their car i told him that i was like i don't even have like that kind of money on me and so finally he got to 50 and fi- I mean I'm not like rolling in it but 50 bucks like you know I was like well you know uh, let's see and he's like I didn't have the money on me so I'd have to go to an ATM so he's like I'll fix it first so I was like let's see and this motherfucker went in his truck and he pulled out all this shit 
and he just did it. And he pulled out, like, I mean, it's still a little wrinkled, so obviously it needs to be fixed. But he pulled out the whole dent, and he fixed it so that my light is tight, because my light was kind of a little loose. So when I would, like, turn my brights on or be in a certain, like, way, it would kind of, like, bump up yeah, and down. Yeah, kind of like a googly to be honest, eye. that was a little annoying. That yes, was a little googly. that was a little annoying. So he fixed everything there, and he pulled it out in, like, five minutes. <laughs> so I went and got him his 50 bucks. And, uh, yeah, so that dude, like... <laughs> What was that dude's name? Do you know? I don't know, and I'm so pissed that I don't have his card. But when I was at the ATM getting the money, some other guy pulled up to get money, and he had a, like a really beautiful truck. He had a big fucking dent in it, and so this guy was like, looked at this other guy, and was like, oh, I. And so he went over to that guy, and that guy was like talking to him. So I kind of like, I, I was, it, I was just on a break, so I didn't have a lot of time to be there. I just had to get some shit done, right? So I had to go back, but. I didn't get his name, but he did. He fixed for me. I mean, that just seems like such a bad business model. And yet you said that this is what he does. Well, he said he used to work for Chevy. Yeah. He worked for a dealership. And he's like, they were just charging fucking ridiculous amounts. And arm and leg. He's like, I do everything. He's like, I do oil change, tire rotation. He's like, I'll do a tire rotation for five bucks. And he's like, I just do. He's like, I have all this shit in my car. He had a truck. How long did it take him to iron out the wrinkle? Ten minutes, if that. Wow. Well, they'd still wrinkle. I mean, you could still. No, I know, but if like, you look, but you saw it. The difference between then and now, like, it was. I mean, he pulled the dent out. Yeah. And like I said, now it's not. I was worried before about it, like, like because it dented in a little bit on my tire. Mm-hmm. I was worried about yeah that like that rubbing, rubbing on it. or yeah. something. And then my light was a little. He fixed all of that, and he did it with it was under ten minutes. And I sat in my car, and he just had all the tools, and then he put the stuff on it. He's like, just wash this off tomorrow morning, and you'll be good. Okay, I think the lesson in this, queerdos, is that. If some dude in a parking lot approaches you for something like this, talk him down. You can accept the the I services, the but definitely out. don't accept that first bid because no. if he went from two hundred all the way down to fifty, clearly, and he's like, and he's it took like, him ten minutes. Come on, fifty bucks in ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. That's a good and he, fucking. So he, but he was like a cool dude. He's like, yeah, he's like, I make money this way now. He's like, you'd be surprised. He's like, when you drive around and look, he's like, look at how many people have dents and stuff. And I looked, like I didn't pay attention before, but I looked. I'm like, oh my god, he's fucking right. There are so, and even if he got fifty dollars, three, four times a day, making two, three hundred dollars a day, not, you know what? That's just cash for sure. Absolutely, and it's cash under the table. Yeah, yeah for so sure. I was like, so the actually the moral is is that I'm um I'm gonna fucking learn how to do that, and I'm gonna drive around because I feel like women will be more like be like you know more comfortable with women and i'm gonna learn how to pull fucking dents out of cars the actually, idea honestly of this is like making me laugh so I, hard i youtubed it last night because i was like i need to do this so i look what he did i could do that i'm just gonna learn it so that's what i do now Hi. i think this is a good idea i'm a professional dent puller outer undenter i'm a i'm un- indentured Undented. Un- undented. undented. That undented. is my new business model. Undented. You're, no, you're L dented. Okay, L dented. I'm doing it. Like L dente pasta. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm L dented. Except you're not Italian. Hey, am I though? <laughs> was my Italian oh, that was really bad. Shut up. Okay, ah. but other than that, um, oh, and this Sunday is the Taylor Swift brunch. And I'm going with my friend Emily. We're going to, it's like a Valentine's Day Taylor Swift brunch. And it is um, 
like a drag queen drag king brunch and all in the like I don't know under the flag of Taylor Swift so I'm hoping it's all her music and they're doing performances like of her and as her so I'm really excited do you suppose like all the drag queens will do like their version of a Taylor yeah I mean that's that's what it is that'd be awesome yeah it's it's all all the proceeds go to pride so it's like a pride event right and so um that's what I mean it's yeah that's exactly what it is so it's a Taylor Swift brunch, so I'm excited. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Should we get to topic? Let's do it. Cheers, queers. Why, cheers, Shane. Cheers, Shane McCutcheon. Shane McCutcheon listens to queer, you guys. She does. Can you believe it? She's a big fan. I mean, she's a huge fan. Remember that time you slept with her? No, but I remember the time that she did step on our friend Allison's foot. And didn't apologize at a here nightclub. <laughs> I've had quite a few run-ins with her. And I don't know. I mean, like, come on, stepping on somebody's foot at a nightclub—it's kind of like par for the course. But it was—it was one of those things where we were all like sitting. I just feel like dinging somebody for that is kind of like. Am I dinging? A I'm just saying. I remember that. It's a stretch. What's a stretch? I mean, do you want to fight about it? No, but like I'm not you, dinging her. I'm saying I remember when she stepped on Allison's foot. I'm not even friends with Allison anymore. I remember when she stepped on her foot and didn't apologize. And it was kind of a funny thing. It was like sort of a running joke when we first moved to L.A. Remember when Shane stepped all over me? They all used to go to the nightclub. Well, not all of them, but a few of them used to go to the nightclubs. And that was our only run in was with Shane. And then she stepped on. Well, she didn't step on. She actually fell into Allison a little bit and kind of like dragged her foot along her front part of her calf <laughs> and then walked off. And that was it. And then I saw her another that seems time. Awkward. I saw her another time in a BMW. And that's my only experience with her. So anyway, hi, cheers. Hi, cheers. Shane. Cheers. Cheers, Shane. cheers, queers. I love Shane. Well, I mean Shane's your favorite. No, she's not. No, but you know what we're talking about tonight? Gen Q. Gen Q. The third season. And I say no passionately because I actually fucking love the show. There will be spoilers. So if you haven't yeah. watched it, you should go watch it before listening. Unless you don't mind spoilers, then, yeah. you know, that's on you. Lots of spoilers. Um, I love the show. I love all the characters. I mean, I love Shane. I love uh, Alice. I love, like, Bat and Tina. Like, the sort of core people. Um, and then all the other people, they sort of have now too but Shane's not my favorite she's not my least yeah so this is our final episode of the we eat our own yeah and so we're gonna have a meal of Gen Q tonight season three season three right yeah it's honestly it was my favorite season of all all three of them so That's far a good one yeah they really came together I mean I don't know the first the first season was good it was just like I said before, we talked about before, they kind of like try to rectify everything that ever happened in the original word yeah. immediately. And like, and there wasn't very much character development in the uh -uh. first season. So the no. second season really came in handy for that. Yep. But season three really, really fucking brought it all together. Um, and Shane, I don't know. She's a staple. She needs to be there. I like her. Yeah. Um, as far as like just personality wise I would like her more than bet I don't love bet yeah yeah that's probably my least favorite to be honest yeah yeah so what did you did you like season three I loved it yeah I honestly would honestly honestly would give it nine out of ten do you know what my favorite thing was hmm. that they did a musical episode 
I like I like me. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm totally serious. Are you fucking I, kidding I like me? I love girl trash. What are you talking yeah, about? As I say, I like musicals. Like the Grey's Anatomy musical episode that everybody went fucking nuts over. I love musical episodes. I think it's super fun. I thought that was actually kind of a funny theme in here too, where uh, Rosie O'Donnell's character and she's getting to know that new uh, Misty mm-hmm. woman, and they're going through all the old episodes of Grey's I Anatomy. Love her. I love her character. I love I love what she brought to the third season. Um, I'll say, so in the beginning, okay, so this was my problem. First season, you know, we have what it was. Second season was kind of like there had to be sort of a big issue. I mean, we're talking like maybe Finley, uh, Sophie, and Danny, that whole sort of triangle, right? Right. Um, and then, you know. She- and then the Micah and Maribel sort of like coupling yep, was yep. A, definitely a story arc of the second season. Yeah. And then it, Shane sort of moved forward forward with Tess. Um, Bet was her fucking self. Like. Bet is best with Tina. Other than that, I don't have anything good to say about Bet. Her character development is nil. There's nothing good that happens to her besides being with Tina. I know that she went to like a whole um sort of resort to try to like get that anger under control, but I don't fucking see it. I feel like every episode she was in before Tina's in, she's a mess. And I don't <laughs> love that. I don't love that for her. Um and then, you know, um, so the second season was sort of, I feel like a, a, the arc part, right? That was the difficult part to get through. And then the third season was like them kind of coming together with like, okay, this is where the cards lie and this is what's happening. And uh, it was really fun. I loved it. And I thought Rosie, I'm so glad they kept her past the whole like Tina, you know, fiasco. Yeah, like, me too. I, I hate, I, I was really I, bummed about it in the beginning that she was just sort of this person that tina was with that bet was like clearly could never that she could yeah. never live up to yeah tina's true love bet you know i, mean, I hated that yeah. I hated her well i hated her character too until this season i mean like, i I, I, I liked her but i hated that she was used as Carrie, that's her name yeah she was used as sort of that you know person who's like used just to bring bet and tina back together yeah i agree but i yeah i just didn't care for her character up until this season personally i mean this season and that's probably because what you're saying is true you know there was no real character development for her at all she was sort of this one note uh one dimensional character and this season she really came to life as sort of mama lesbian yeah and i mean she was she was i feel like she was a little messy right but I don't know. I actually really liked her arc. I liked her like going to fucking Tina and being like wasted and being like, are you fucking kidding me right now? How am I supposed to live up to that woman? Because I mean, in all honesty, I hate to say it, but I feel like they did bet the dirtiest in the whole, whole like series of the L word. There was never really any real development she was always a person in power she never really grew to me anyway and then when you know tina was with um carrie all carrie was a device to see that tina was missing that and carrie i love that they she actually came to tina and was like are you are you fucking kidding me? This is what you want me to do. This is who you want me to live up to. And Bet was like seen as this like person who's like prestigious and like all these like awards and stuff. And she was a mess. And I really, really identified with that. I yeah. thought I thought 
I honestly, Rosie O'Donnell, like, is my favorite character in the whole show. That's oh, is it. she? Yeah. I think she did a great job. I think she did a great job then. I think she grew into it and was kind of like, well, you know, this, this is what I'm working with. Because I can't imagine. I can't. I, I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Bet was like, I don't know. I feel like Bet is, I feel like they really just pushed her on her not on her merit, but on her looks and her power and her prestige and her jobs. I don't feel like they really got so deep with her. They didn't cover a lot of stuff with her. She just was able to get away with a lot of shit. She was really like, you know, I don't know if you remember, this is going back to the very first episode of the L word, right? Mm -hmm. The very first one. Mm -hmm. And I know we're way past that, but there's this whole part where Bet and Tina, they have this like issue and this argument and stuff. And, and Tina, there's like this sexual element to the episode. And Tina's like, no, no, no. And Bet like pushes herself into it. And it's sort of this like assertion of power. And I feel like they really played that the whole series. Like Bet was always very powerful. She was always kind of like, when I want it, I'll get it. Like I'm, I fuck up. But then I come to and I'm, you know, I know what I want and I get it. And it's Tina. And it's like, I don't know. I think Bet is highly toxic. Uh, well, okay. So, but in this season, she does make some changes in the sense that she she quits her career and makes room for Tina to have a career. And that's something that an old Bet never would have I, done. I and agree. And so I think that there is something to that, you know, in, in terms of, you know, Bet finally starting to grow a little bit yeah I, I mean and I, honestly like my I I liked that Tina and Bet were a part of this but not really central characters this yeah. season where they've been a lot more central in the past and I liked that they were sort of like it's almost like you know they're passing it off to the new generation you know the old guard is starting to like recede a little bit and the new characters are starting yeah. to take more control of the show well i would like to see i'll be honest with you yes i like the idea of like bet stepping up and like saying i'm done i'm giving up everything and getting in the car but that is a literal conversation that's a literal night that's a literal week maybe two without a job i want to see future bet really put the work in because she did it. That's, those are very easy. It's very easy to make those sort of like grand gestures and like, I quit. I'm done. I'm doing this for you. And then very slyly sneak back into it. Like it's fucking Toronto. Like she can't get another job as a, you know, and then it turned into this whole power struggle again. Now I get, obviously we're not going to see all that and that's, but they made it like that for so long that I don't trust it. And I mean, that's a personal thing. I love all the characters I do, but I don't love Bet. And I'm really glad that you didn't marry her then. Yeah. I mean, well, truth be told, I kind of came close. Yeah, and I'm I know. not joking. I know. I'm not joking. I kind of came close. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, there's a person that was very, in my life, that was very similar to that. And like, I'm kind of came close and I didn't. But I don't know. I, as long in the future, as long as in the future that like that actually like look at Jody, all the things she okay gets, okay, she but so let's stop. Dirty. Let's stop looking back too hard. Okay, let's let's try to focus in on this season of Gen Q. Yeah, I mean, but that's sort of the whole paramount into the whole 
structure of the well scene. no yeah. but what i mean like is like what about okay like so what what were the storylines this season like what what were what was going on with the characters like so let's kind of take it back a step i think before we like really kind of get too hard into it do you know what i'm saying yeah so like so some of the overarching like storylines right so we have the angie storyline Mm-hmm. which she's, you know, in college and she's kind of out on her own for the first time experiencing life and making her own fuck ups. Right. Yeah. And falling in love and figuring that shit out and having heartbreak. Yeah. And then we have Finley and Sophie. Right. Yeah. And it starts off with Finley getting out of rehab and her and Sophie getting back together and it having and it being kind of awkward. Right. Because they don't really know how to navigate that post rehab part of the relationship you know and it kind of takes us through their relationship and sort of then you know Sophie kind of coming into her own at some point and them like sort of breaking off yeah I don't think they did an amazing job with that either yeah I I, I mean I really like the story development with Finley I I hate I couldn't stand her character before agree but like I feel like they didn't really maybe because they never developed Sophie and and it was just all of a sudden this turn. Yeah. And it was kind of like a weird shift. I don't know that they didn't like lean into it enough. But um I don't know. Yeah, I really liked so uh, uh Finley's character, but I couldn't stand her before and there was no in the middle. There wasn't really any growth. It was just like rehab done, change different. And then Sophie was like done, change different, and then they I don't know for whatever reason they needed to move the story ahead. They kind of like split them up and like, and that's fine because that's what you do. But um, the way that I can't, I cannot stop thinking about the fact that Finley (laughs) fucking stopped a wedding because of it. And they're like, not even that. I mean, I guess in the long run, it's good and it is storytelling. But also, I keep, you know, the whole point of the show. I totally forgot about that. The whole point of the show (laughs) is to relate to it, right? And I mean, as a lesbian and somebody with like a community and people like a friend group and I can, you know, and as a fucking person who's like been in a friend group who's done some not so great things and some great things and has been in that situation, like imagine ending a fucking whole wedding and then it just being like sort of a like you know and not necessarily for Finley Finley was obviously like more into it but Sophie was sort of mm, I don't know it just seemed really I I I, it was a lot of trauma for unnecessary um sort of like well it was a lot of build up for something that didn't really happen and that's fine I mean I guess that's right but there was no like, I don't. It wasn't a big deal when it didn't happen. It was sort of just like, um, we're we should go separate ways for a while. You could tell Finley was upset, but Sophia was like, I don't think I'm really that into this. <laughs> it was kind of a, oh, okay. Well, you know, you. Okay, so wait, you're talking about. I'm talking when about Sophie and uh, Finley split Danny. Up. Yeah, split up. No, Sophie and Danny were going to get okay, married. Okay, so what wedding are you talking? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're talking about when Finley yeah, stopped Yeah, Finley that. stopped yeah. it, and then Finley fucked up, went to rehab, and then right. came back, and Sophie hooked up with somebody else while Finley was in rehab. Right, right, right. And then they just split up, and it was a very 
there wasn't well, a lot there like was a lot of drama it's a show it all came from the ayahuasca trip right where like sophie has her big re- revelation during her ayahuasca trip that finley just sucks up her entire personality and she doesn't have a chance to be herself yeah and so that's why she decides that she needs to break up with finley yeah and it is like really sudden and then like but then almost immediately after that she's like trying to be best friends with finley and like buddying up to her and like doing all this stuff and not like giving finley any space to like it just seems sort of like an i I, you know i I, obviously it's not unnecessary because it's a show and the drama is important but it was also like I don't know. I guess I mean, maybe this is the stupid fucking delusional romantic in me. But if you're going to break up a wedding for your best friend. It just I, again, this is probably the dumb romantic in me. It should be this whole love of your life. Big deal thing. And the way that it wasn't was like. And it's a show. And okay, I see what you're yeah, saying. It's now. a show, and to I, go through all of that to bust up somebody's fucking wedding and like make that big back fucking wedding, scene, the way and then that, break up just like that, like no the big way deal. that I would be Got like it. absolutely fucking not. I don't know. I and again, again, this is my own bullshit that I'm bringing. And the you know I've I'm not. This is terrible to say, but I have thought about breaking up a wedding. Like once, one time. And I'll never say who it is and what it was and the whole situation. I'll never get into it. It was Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, wasn't it? Have you listened to his book? No. We'll talk about that later. I don't need to. Yeah, well, well, then no, just take that back. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it another time. But anyway, it was one time and I would, but it was only because I thought the whole situation was wrong and I thought this person was the love of my life. I thought I honestly felt, and I'm not like making it up. I didn't, I wasn't grandiose. I thought in my soul, this was my person. And that person is making a mistake. Like I thought, okay. And you thought you were going to save them from themselves. No, listen, I hate even fucking saying it. Listen, I'm not, I'm embarrassed. Okay. This is the most, probably one of the most humbling things I've ever said. So just go easy on me. I am. I am. I thought up until the day I thought of it, I thought I, I, I thought I knew where it was. I thought of the gas it would take to get there. I thought of driving there, what it would look like, what I would wear, what I would say, who would be there, who I would talk to, like all of it. I thought everything. And then I thought <laughs> about realistically if this person wanted to marry me. Did you would. have your outfit planned? Yeah, I had it all. It's really? so fucking sad. But I had like every, like it wasn't even, I wasn't saving the and person. I was just like reminding the person. Like, Was it supposed to be like a grand romantic gesture, do you think? Like, was that what you were trying going on, for? Or? No, it was honestly me fucking like reminding this person that no, 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 we're meant to be. You're making a mistake. We're meant to be. I, I yeah. know, no, I, I, I didn't think anything bad towards the other person who, like, who this person was marrying. I didn't have any, like, negative thoughts towards anything regarding that, right? I was just like, no, no, this is, you're making a mistake. I'm going to fix it. We're gonna, It's going to be, yeah, a grand gesture. And I thought for of every good reason, and I had every good reason in my heart. Right. I had a hundred reasons why. Mm-hmm. 10 reasons not to, 100 reasons why. And I didn't do it. 
Yeah. <laughs> the day of, I sat in my fucking living room and didn't fucking do anything because until, I mean, I guess it was a little personal where I was like, yeah, no, you fucking. Yeah, if you're going to bust that shit up, you better make this shit work. fucking like sort of, eh, you know, no, no. But also, I mean, let's also take it back to when we were in our 20s. Right? Because that's what these characters are. They're in their 20s. They can't be. They No, they're, Danny's not in her 20s. She has to be in her early 30s. There's no fucking way. Maybe late 20s. I figure late 20s on all these characters. I mean, they're, they're you know, well, the this new cool my, kids. My... And I'd say, like, in, in my 20s, I was kind of a fucking nightmare of a human. And I don't know that I would have actually considered... All of the all of us, you know what I mean? Like if in in that position, if, you know, you're, you know, madly in love with this person and they're about to get married to somebody and you want to go bust that shit up. I can't say I wouldn't have. And I can't say I would have still ended up with that person in the end. Does that do you know I was I mean? in my 20s, you know, I'm just yeah, I'll just say I was in my I was in my, I was in. 2030s. I'm, I can't. I can't be honest because then it's going to tell the person. 2030s. We'll say that. Uh huh. But like, yeah, I. You know, I'm just. I'm just saying. I mean, like, I get where you're coming from because I agree with you on. I, I like in premise. Like, I totally yeah. agree with it in theory. But like trying to think about like my unformed brain in my early 20s know, but, and like, okay, you know, early 20s is a different beast. Agree. But I'm just also thinking about that period of my life where I was kind of, you know, Dude, am I, okay, so repercussions fair, were not necessarily to be my fair, thing. If it was my early 20s, my first girlfriend, whom I'm very good friends with her wife and their whole family, yes, I, know. I probably would have broke that wedding up. <laughs> So early to okay, to be you know, fair, you're right. Yeah. And and also like thinking about Finley in that situation, yeah. right? Where she was all a fucking mess well, before she got sober. Like I can see all of those behaviors actually yeah. happening from a human. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's fair. You're that's a good point. I mean, I'm just saying I would And I and I'm not even like even trying to accuse the L word of being moderately like um true to life. But I can see that happening. No, uh, that's a good point. I I was later than that, and I'm I'm so glad I didn't because it wasn't a mistake. Wasn't a mistake. She's happy. They're all married. It's fine. She's with her partner, right? But like, I'm so happy for them. Like, I don't even, you know, it's not even that. That's the fucked up part. But like at the time, yes. I was like. Yeah, I totally, Dude, I get it. I literally wrote like a manifesto. <laughs> I get it. I should show you one day the manifesto I wrote. <laughs> it's fucking wild. But like, I honestly thought I would have been doing the right thing, right? Like, yeah, I do. And it it wasn't. And I'm and so glad I it wasn't. think yeah. that Finley probably thought that she was Okay, doing all right, I'll too. give it to you. I'll give it to you. And I think that Finley actually did make a good choice in allowing her natural hair color to grow in. What? <laughs> oh, the bleach? Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um totally taking it off course. No, okay. No, so but in terms of Finley, since we're going there, I mean her so this season, I mean, we both could not stand her in the first uh sh- sh- the second season. She was no. just like so obnoxious and annoying. Even the first season, she was pushing it, to be honest. The first season I didn't hate her, I just couldn't care less about her. The second season I hated her. But this season, I actually 
kind of came around to Finley. I Same. actually really liked Finley's character and the way she's developed, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was like uh, is because of um, realizing her problems with alcohol or whatever, but her growth was incredible. And one of the best things she did, the, the best part of her arc was like, when she realized she was like sort of stepping in too much with the Carrie and what's her name? Jody. Jody relationship and kind of stepped back a little. Yeah. But it still happened and she was still part of it. And I love that. Yeah. I think she was a great addition. Actually, she's probably my favorite character in Gen Q right this second. Yeah. 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 She's kind of had a yeah. lot of a transition for me as well. Like from, Probably my least favorite character to one of my favorite characters. What did you think about the, um, come on, the Shane and Finley uh, fucking power tool scene? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's sort of the biggest scene of the L word, Jenku, as of late. Like, it's it's sort of the most talked about. Is it? Yeah, it's a big one. Why? Because it's, it's like, it's like, sexual in a like we're pushing ourselves out there sexual the whole like power tools and the like okay it's sort of silly okay what did you think of it did you like it was it hot yeah so hot you know i was so yeah turned on by those drill bits right (laughs) they really went with it they know how to hammer those things really they really i mean nailed it you know they nailed it you're right (laughs) um I did like, yeah, I liked, I liked Finley. Uh, Sophie was sort of, they made her kind of a mess this season. Um, Yeah, which I was actually kind of glad about. Because it seemed to me like she should have been a little bit more of a mess last season. Yeah. After canceling her fucking wedding. That's fair. I like that. You know what I I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's finally time that Sophie gets to be a little bit of a fucking nightmare. Um, And then also. Although the Pippa thing. Where she like starts to talk with Pippa at the end, like in, in that I last like that. season. It, it's no, it, it's not so much that I, I didn't like it. It just seems, I you know, maybe and maybe this is just in me, but like kind of what we were talking about earlier with Bet. Like I honestly would never want to date one of Bet's exes. <laughs> no, like no, that's too much. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near that fucking woman. And can, so that's really a part of it for me. The whole Pippa yeah, thing is just like no, she, she can do it. I can't. That's the whole like the whole thing is like if Bet can do it, I can't. If you're gonna like Bet, you're not gonna like me. That's where I'm at. That's yeah. just that's not too, gonna she's happen. Two together. She's too beautiful. She's too like this. And and that's where I really fucking like sympathize with Carrie. <laughs> or Carrie's I mean, like Oh for sure. Yeah. Um so what about uh, Mika and Maribel? Micah? Micah. 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 The fuck? Yeah. Micah. <laughs> when, yeah, when when I was growing up, my brother loved this show. It was a Japanese show. It was Goldar and something or other. And uh their Goldar and Silvar's child was Miko. So that just yeah. took me back to like eighth grade. Thank you. I mean, Micah and Mirabel. Yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed, but go ahead. No, don't be. Micah and Mirabel. Um, you know, I think they're cute. I, I I'm enjoying their storyline somewhat. They're skipping through it. I'm sorry. I, they're yeah. great characters. Micah and Mirabel are both fucking incredible characters, Agreed. and they're not developing 
developing them. They're just like sort of, oh, you're together and be together, and now you want to get. Now you're gonna have a baby. Now you have a baby. And like and then get married. Like there's no and you're not really yeah like they're like not having those those hard conversations until like at the last no, moment I mean, any and conversation sort of yeah. like wait why why what are you waiting for yeah you're gonna talk about having a baby but you're not gonna talk about the logistics of that yeah. and like how I that, love how that looks I like, love you know Maribel, but yeah that that sucks yeah they I do agree that. but I did love that they brought Max back in right. <laughs> From the original Elwood. Like, I mean, first of all, can I just want to say, like, Max's mullet, I could absolutely live without. Okay, but that fair. said, fair. <laughs> I did love seeing the Max. Yeah. Uh, Danielle C. Yeah, yeah. Danielle C. Uh, little uh, yeah. cameo. The way he was yeah. like, um, yeah, this is how I got pregnant and this is what happened. And uh, good luck. Yeah. yeah. And But that also was kind of one of those things where, like, they go to this Halloween party at this couple's house, right? And Micah spends the entire night, uh, like grilling Max about what it's like to be a parent, and then like, and then wants to take Max out for drinks because you can't Google this stuff. But yeah. then he's asking dumbass questions like, "How do you know when a baby's diaper needs to be changed?" Well, Dude, you can Google that stuff. To be fair, I will say Micah is a wicked fucking annoying person and that's my <laughs> least favorite thing about the whole like deal is that they make him so annoying and not like he's there's no part of him that's like just like realistic and chill and Maribel is sort of like let's just do it or not and she kind of was like going with him but he's he's sort of annoying and he's he's too he's too pent up I don't I don't love that um I don't love that I don't they did that because I feel like they could have been really cool and fun. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed to me like Mike is a douche. He really like everything Maribel does. Everything that like ends up happening, Mike Mike is like this guy. He's so. But it was up. a weird way to tokenize someone that you identify with. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Like. Clearly, Micah was going to Max because Micah had some sort of like, um, like, you know, like kinship with Max, sure. you know, because they were, you know, in similar situations and, you know, all of these kinds of things, you know. And so I like I get that on the one hand, but at the same time, it was like the way Micah decided to just like really interrogate max about the whole fucking yeah. thing it really just felt like almost like tokenizing max yeah. do you know what i'm saying in that way that you know i don't know i mean it wasn't uh, who the fuck wants to who the fuck wants to host a party and then spend the whole night answering <laughs> questions by some no, fucking dope? do you know what Mike i'm saying annoying as fuck that's the problem <laughs> you know maribel would have probably been like fun and this would all been fun but Honestly, even from the fucking first episode, Michael was annoying and he's always annoying and he's annoying as fuck. And that's the problem. Okay, fine. You want to do it? You want to, you know, good. Fine. Fine. We'll have a great baby. Great baby. But Micah is annoying. Yeah. It just seems to me that the Micah Maribel relationship lives. They like they live in a fantasy land about it as opposed to actually having a real relationship. Just have it. fun. I, I don't want to say just have fun because obviously I don't know. But like also fuck shut up Micah's annoying um 
Okay. Nice. <laughs> you know, the other cameo that I really enjoyed was uh, the cameo of G Flip and Chriselle from uh, uh, Selling Sunset. Have you watched Selling Sunset? It's the reality show. I know Selling Sunset. And, and so you know uh, who I'm talking about. A, a bit, yeah. The yeah. chick. And then like, so, you know, I don't know if you remember, but it, during one of our episodes last year, we uh, we were talking about, I think, I think G Flip was like one of our crushes. A dude? No, they are a non-binary, okay, okay. non-binary musician. And... Uh, can't come to find out they in real life are dating the chick from one of the chicks from selling sunset and they as a couple made had a cameo on during bet and tina's wedding oh i love that yeah okay yes yes yes, yes. do you remember. remember that now i remember now yes yeah. yes I'm so sorry. i loved that little cameo there i thought that was kind of a fun so little, fun you know, yeah like uh uh slice of life in in current time you know no i love that yeah because bet and tina although like i told you all my you know my stories with bet and how i kind of feel like it's fucked up i love them and you know what honestly the other day i saw a fucking thirst trap about tina and i never see that right and i was like fuck yeah i love that because <laughs> tina is like this person who's never thought of that way like it's rare that people are really like kind of like leaning into tina that way and actually if you remember correctly a million years ago she was randy dean from the incredible true adventures of two girls in love yeah i remember you telling you me remember that a couple that? Okay. weeks ago that was like the first lesbian movie i ever saw i lived in my aunt and uncle's house and i remember somehow i must have did I rent it? Do you rent? I don't. I don't know that you rented. Well, back then, to, I think you did. I know. Back then, Blockbuster still existed. No, but I feel like I. I don't feel like I rented it physically. I feel like I rented it digitally somehow. I don't know. Well, how. it could have been. Maybe it was when like Netflix first came out, and it was uh, when you did the mail version of I it. I don't it was know before how. it was all streaming. And you remember you did the discs in the mail. Echo just had a. <laughs> I don't know how I saw that movie. No, no, you know what it was? I think that it was like on a station and I paid for it extra. Like you paid, like, and I feel like I paid like $30 for it. Something fucking insane. <laughs> I feel like I paid for it, like a, not a cable, but like then, back then. Like a pay per view yes, kind of thing? Yes, yeah. I feel like I pay per viewed it. And I gave them money for something and I watched it. And I remember watching it and being like, and actually I was in love with the girl that Randy Dean was in love with. But like also, that's obviously going to make me like respect Tina. And I saw like a whole fucking thirst trap with her. It's so funny. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right. You don't really see the, the no, Tina thirst No, never. At all. Yeah. Real hour, right? That's our, like, it's our fucking... It's the, uh, yeah, the original. So I really actually was, I I was happy that Bet and Tina got married. Me too. Um, I thought that the wedding episode was hilarious. Exactly. Because, I mean, especially because they're, I mean, it definitely reflected their relationship, right? With the whole... Shenanigans. All the shenanigans, right? Like, Tess, like, you know 
getting wasted and making a scene and ruining yeah. the cake. And Which is going to be really sad. And so it is absolutely in, like, horrifyingly four, yeah. sad. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, just all of the little things, yeah. you know, I mean, them getting caught in the refrigerator and getting stuck in there for hours on end, you know, um, Alice forgetting to order booze. I mean, it was just kind of one thing after another, after another, which really reflected their relationship. Yep. And then they came together at the end and it was all lovely and sweet. I love that. Yeah. Who else do we have? Okay. So we talked about oh, everybody. Let's talk about Shane and Tess. Let's get into Shane and Tess because that's okay. kind of a meaty one. Shane, I, I love her, but she's also a piece of shit. I fucking like, hate a her. Piece of shit fucking move. <laughs> I hate her. Piece of shit move. Dude, you douche. Stop it. Okay, so the only thing that I want, though, is that fact that she does, like, kind of remain her place and her position because it kind of, like, separates us from, from, like, sort of just being lost in, like, soft lesbian land. And it's kind of like, okay, you have your person who's going to be kind of a dick and, like, in hook up with chicks. And it's sort of like, you know, we want to be able yes. to, like, okay, we fuck girls. To be honest, we fuck women. We do. We fuck women. We, like, hook up with women. We make fucking mistakes. We cheat on women. We fucking do all of it. We love women. And Shane is one of our only people who are ever, like, fucking going to live, like, live it as, as an example of that, right? Okay. Like, she's like our, we fuck girls kind of woman. So, I don't know. It's tough. But okay. But here's here's my issue with it. Okay. And this is this is where it really kind of irritates me with sure. the L word. Is that perpetually throughout, like from like from the beginning of time and the L word all the way to the generation where we are now, Q. Whenever Shane cheats on somebody that she's in love with, they try to really turn it around and make her seem like a victim. They really do. You're of her right. own cheating. Like poor little Shane. She's not getting what she needs from her partner. And instead of acting like a fucking grown up about it and, you know, maybe talking with your partner and trying to come together with your partner, she does the same old shit. Do you know what I mean? And then she's all fucking mopey about it and feeling really fucking bad about it and blah, 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 blah. And it's just sort of like, oh, my God, get over yourself. Already. What if it's because we actually just really hate women? Like, I, I mean... Shane fucks women. These dudes fuck. Like, what if we just hate women? Like, no matter what, no matter, like, we never fucking sympathize with the woman who's being cheated on. We just always talk about, like, the kind of swagger of the person who's doing it or their yeah. experience or their history yeah. or their past or their trauma. I feel like we just hate women. Everybody yeah, hates no, that's, women. That's, yeah, it's a good take. Yeah. I mean, the whole way that Everyone it all them. kind of went. I mean, like, honestly, I I cried when Tess's mom died. Yeah, same. That really broke my fucking heart. And I think Tess is probably one of my favorite characters this season as well. Yeah. Mostly because I think that she's probably one of the most three-dimensional. I think that she's more fleshed I out than everybody oh, else. I love especially her as an with, too. Yeah. I do too. But I mean, like having those moments, like watching her through the season with, you know, her mom and like watching those moments when her mom has lucidity and is, you know, feeling good and, and she gets to experience those moments before her mom passes, which is amazing. 
But also that's when Shane cheats on her, right? Because yep. Tess is too busy for Shane right now. Because she's taking care of her dying fucking mother, Shane, you fucking piece of twat. Cunt. <laughs> I mean, it's... She's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And Ivy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's... And then Shane proceeds to, like, make herself feel like she's the victim of it because Tess is too busy for her. Fuck you. You know? Yeah. And it's like, she's dealing with a really fucking life-changing situation. And then when her mom dies, you know, and Shane's there for her, and that's great. You know, that's awesome. Wonderful. Sort of what you should do as a human. Um, But then she doesn't really give Tess anything other than space. Right? She doesn't do anything in order to try to repair the relationship. She makes zero effort other than giving her space. So it's like, what else is Tess supposed to do but fucking spiral the fuck out of control? Yeah. You know? And that's what kills me. I mean, and that whole phone call at the end where they're like, this is LAPD and this is about Tess Vandenberg. It's just yeah. horrifying. It's like, what what's going on? Like, hopefully she's alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the the Shane and, and right <laughs> test drama. I mean, I fucking hate Shane and I still love her, but I fucking I hate her. her. Yeah, yeah, same. Okay, now Alice. Okay, wait, no, 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 wait. Before we get no, to no, Alice no. or please, anybody please, else, please, please, please. I do want to say one more thing about Tell Shane, me. and that is this. So I've been watching uh, the ultimate, like one of the best trashy reality shows out there, uh, very hetero, too hot to handle. It's total okay. trash. Total recommend. Okay. Now, part of the premise of this show is is that all of these young singles are led to believe that they're coming on to some exciting new dating show called like whatever. You know, I mean, each season it's something different, sure. like Paradise Island or whatever. Yeah. Ultimately, they think they're going there to get laid something as much good. as possible, yep. right? Yeah. But when they get there, they find out that. No, the rules that are actually in place are, you know, no sexual contact. And if you do, like, so they start off with a prize pot of, say, $200,000. Sure. And if you kiss somebody, like, make out kiss, then you lose $6,000 from the pot, right? And so, like, and so each thing, you know, that you do sexually, like, you know, a hand job or, you know, sex <laughs> is going to be way yeah, more money okay. than a kiss, right? Ultimately, no the point of the show, supposedly <laughs> outside of our entertainment, which I think really is the point of the show, but supposedly the point of the show is to teach these young people who are shit at forming deeper connections with people. They're trying to teach them how to become more emotionally intelligent and, and form deeper connections with these people. Okay. And so honestly, when I was watching the fucking Gen Q... All I could think of was how much Shane needs one of Lana. She's the <laughs> AI on the show. Okay. She needs one of Lana's workshops. Sure, sure. To okay. learn how to form Jeez. deeper connections. Okay. I thought you might appreciate my tie-in to a reality show on that one. I mean, that is so perfect. And do, does Shane need it? I think Shane could really use like a one-on-one -on -one session with 
Brendan, who is, you know, usually a guy's coach, but, uh, you know, could but probably help Shane, Shane in like, this sort situation. sort of, like, sit with Brendan and then kind of find out, like, his best friend, who's a lesbian, then fuck her. Like, I would Shane... <laughs> do it would she well this is this this is the question and that's why i think she needs a good session with brendan brendan durrell is his name in fact. okay so therapist and he's like a life coach okay slash therapist like, is what we need somebody Hi. who helps somebody get in touch with their deeper uh emotions so therapist is what we need ultimately yeah shane needs therapy pretty yeah. much yes that's absolutely what we, that's what we all need honestly you know we all three. absolutely do need therapy yeah and I, I mean, I'm I'm okay with like saying that I need therapy. I mean, I've been in therapy, and oh I yeah, I love continuously my need it. So I absolutely love my therapist. Um, she's the best. Yeah, honestly, I could not live without her. So what's going on? Ah! We just need to. We're gonna have to cut it. It's like I don't care because I can't. Amy. Nope, not in there. Not in there. In the, this one. Why is this going in this way? Because that's not the right. What's the right way? Okay. 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 All right. Okay. What is happening here? Fuck it. That's the problem. We're stuck. There we go. Oh my God. What is this? It's driving me crazy. I hate this stupid fucking cord. Ah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Better. Oh my God. No, I lost my platform. (laughs) Right? You lost it. Fuck! Everything sucks. Everything is a nightmare. Oh my god! Oh, okay. look at me. <laughs> he really just dramatically looked away. Because he shouldn't. He knows what's going on. He knows the popcorn is not his. Okay. How about we move on? In before we go to Alice, how about we talk about Danny? Really quick, okay, and so her like I little storyline. Super quick because I love her and she's super hot, and they do everything, but they also like destroy her, and they just make her as kind of this like sort of a uh, person to move forward with. They they don't do anything with her like spiritually, emotionally. She's nothing. She's just like a. You know, honestly, watching watching the show, it's like Danny is very clearly a much younger woman than I am. I mean, they make Danny out to be like she's like 17. But but no, I mean, like, I mean, she's clearly very young, you know, yeah. compared. I mean, she's probably 20 some years younger than me, she's right? She's like 30, but yeah, okay, they make so her out to be like 15 she's like, to 20 years younger than me. All I'm saying is they actually also make her out to be like the biggest grown up in the fucking room all the goddamn time. <laughs> and I'm like, I could, who could date somebody that grown up in their 20s? Like, I could not. I was way too much of a mess. Yeah, they just, you I know, mean, she's not. She's not that person. She's like, yeah, she's sort of a person to like you. You pass through absolutely, I mean, yeah. and that kind of sucks for her. But I did like the introduction of her, her bestie Roxy. Yeah, into the equation, um, the Dre character that was also you know kind of in the mix there with danny the one that uh sophie also had slept with when finn was in rehab uh yeah i mean dre was just sort of a yeah milk toast character just not a whole lot of personality i really didn't see anything very exciting there but i like the roxy character a lot more and so i'm excited to see where that goes hopefully next season i mean i honestly think that danny should 
end up with me. I don't know if that's actually like possible, but I mean, absolutely. That's what I think. <laughs> I love Danny and I love those people and I love the, the complexity that complex that she brings. Uh-huh. I love. Um, other than that, yeah. I mean, my favorite though is at the wedding when she's rolling on Molly and telling everybody that she loves them. I love that for her. <laughs> I loved it so we, much. I, no, I want to say we've all been there. The I don't know if you've been there, but we've been there. She's dancing to the elevator music yeah. and she's like, This is my jam. This is it. <laughs> have you been there before? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm quite sure I have, yeah. The last time that I did Well, I've done Molly a bajillion times, but the last time I did like a drug that really like kind of put me out was mushrooms uh-huh. and I did it with my little sister and her best friend and we walked around Royal Oak during Christmas oh, God. and it was like beautiful and the the, uh, the lights were I feel everything. like that's just too much stimulation was it too much or was it good? I found myself at a Leo's Coney Island and I was like convincing this dude he was a vampire <laughs> no I'm not joking <laughs> Because I was like, and so he was a really good looking guy and he was just there alone and eating. And I was like, you're a vampire. Like, fuck. No, 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 no. There's not like, this is what we're dealing with. I love the vampire diaries. I'm like, no, this is who you are. And um, I ended up getting asked to leave <laughs> with my sister and her friend because we were convincing this guy that he was a vampire. And then we got asked to leave. We, we found this, like, place in the back of it, and sort of we, like, went into this whole area. And actually, one of the pictures from our, from one of our um, episodes is from that night when we were on fucking mushrooms. It's a beautiful picture. But anyway, so we went in the back, and then we went to this back dumpster area to go to the bathroom. And, like, we were, like, all fucked up. And we went back there and went to the bathroom and this guy was like, I'm in here. And he was back there. And so he like confronted us and it was a whole wild fucking night. So the whole night we were confronted about how we shouldn't be where we should be. And mushrooms were not what they were. And we weren't who we were. And it was a wild mess. So So was he a a vampire? No, he was just a fucking homeless dude who didn't want to be in our fucking pictures. Oh, Yeah, he didn't want to be near the dumpster in our pictures. And he was like, I'm back here. And we were like, fuck. And we didn't know. So you were trespassing, basically, on his own. Oh, my God, 100%. Gotcha, gotcha. But, yeah, that was my last night on drugs. All right, so hopefully uh, you aren't going to do any more of that. I mean, you can do mushrooms. Yeah, we can't. You just can't. Yeah. I'm just saying don't don't harass people yeah. about being vampires. We'll see. Yeah. And hopefully we Danny and Roxy get together. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean. I love Danny, though. She and deserves better. Agree. Angie. Ah, I can't. I Angie. Can't. No, I can't. Angie this season. Stay I away from the dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Agree. Hard agree. But I, I'll, I actually... I love Angie. I think she's just the Me sweetest too. character. But stay away from the guy. Like, no, no, no teacher. No, no, nothing like that. Yeah. Good. Hopefully she learned her lesson. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I think, pretty prescient and pretty relevant. And I love that they kind of added that storyline in there. Um, My first love, remember, was uh, Jen in New Jersey. Yeah. And I was... 17 and she was almost 30 yeah yeah so yeah 
It's not, it's not that uncommon. And, and that's the most, when you're young, when you're that age, yeah. it's so fucking exciting. It's so fun. Exactly. And while like here, it's we didn't, so we did not have like a quote unquote child predator situation. We definitely had a situation of a power dynamic that was yeah. absolutely imbalanced. I didn't go to prom because of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was in love with this girl. Yeah. And she was a whole woman and she did, she wouldn't even meet me in person. Yeah. She was just like a grown woman. Yeah. Who like fucking manipulated me and I didn't go to prom. I didn't do anything. I was like obsessed with her. Yeah. And I was like 17 and she was like <laughs> almost 30. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I, I will. It's even hard now for me to accept that it was like a. A bad situation because I was like in love. I was so into her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that it has to be a bad situation, no. right? I mean, yeah. I, I I think it, it. I think I it, pursued it. I, think, I could tell you her number now. And I also think that it has to do with you know, is there a power imbalance? And if there is, you know, that is sort of where I think things can become a little bit more tricky, tricky yeah. and complicated in terms of whether or Teach not there herself. is something off in there. That's where, yeah, you've yeah. got somebody in a position of power over somebody else. And yeah, yeah that, that's Jenin? where it gets a little yeah. weird. Eh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know? You're right. Yeah. You know, um, but the one, the one that the part that I did love, love, love for Angie is like, her roommate and friend. I can't remember the character's name. I love them. I love them. Love them. I also am absolutely positive that they're going to fall madly in love with each so other. So that's called ship them. I they, know that's I am for shipping you, them. But yeet, say it. Yeet, say it. No, 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 no. Just say I you yeet, ship them. I yeet and ship. It, I yeet you. and ship. Evie, I love you, but you ship them, right? I'm shipping them. I ship all them the too. way to California. I ship them too. Yeah. <laughs> and I I absolutely love the scene where the girl's like, Will you get the condom out of me? And it the whole thing cracked me up yeah. so hard. Cause it's, you know, it's funny and like real life shit, you know? Yeah. I ship the shit out of them. Absolutely. They're so cute. They're so cute. It's such a charming her little best it's friend safe is clearly yeah. in love with her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you ship them. Absolutely. I'm shipping them all the way to California. Okay. Speaking of, should we get to I'm putting them on stamps. No, because we haven't talked about Alice yet. No. Al oh, okay. So Alice. Alice. Do I we mean, have to talk about her? I really absolutely. I mean, she's the Dana. biggest part of the show. Dana. Dana makes a comeback. Happen, but you know who did. You know who did. But Dana makes a comeback. And I thought that that was lovely that they were able to get Dana in for uh, Alice's little ayahuasca trip and journey to it's find out who, you know. I know. But like, although I have been with people who haven't died, right? But I've been with people that I thought were my person. Like, I don't want to fucking go through ayahuasca and like think of like see that person that I'm like, oh, this is the one you're supposed to be with. Because even though she didn't die, she is fucking whole ass married and a whole other life with like a whole family. Am I supposed to like sit back and think about like, oh, this is the life I should have lived? No, I don't love that for her. I feel like it was like sort of a... I love the fact that like Alice is sort of leaning into other stuff where she's like, well, obviously this isn't what it can be. And so. Well, okay. It's so sad. It's so fucking sad. It was to me. so sad. And, but I it's loved so it because me. it gave her the chance to actually 
like have that life for a minute, you know, the life that she dreamed of having and get the realization that it's not over for her and that she can still have that life with somebody yeah. else. But also, um, I thought it was kind of interesting and hilarious the way they sort of made uh, Alice into the Ellen yeah, of, you sure. know, with her downfall, uh, you know, of her character in terms of getting public, canceled, yeah, yeah, getting canceled and stuff. I really loved all of that stuff for her, you know, in this season where she's like, again, struggling with trying to find, figure out like who she wants to be with and yeah. all of that stuff. Like, I, I like that. Yeah. I liked that for her, you know, it, it felt and like coming back to Tom and, you know, the, the hint that Dana gives her about how it's somebody who, who, who kind of knows her like in a way who knows her in a way or whatever in her ayahuasca trip and so alice oh is like so stuck trying to figure out the puzzle and her first thought was like <laughs> tom because he helped her write the book but my first thought was like shit it could have been anybody who read the book right i mean anybody who read the book could feel like they might know dana that would drive me in such a fucking crazy oh my god i would literally jump off a cliff because that would drive me so nuts yeah yeah. And then, and of course, it turns like out to be Tasha. That's well, does it? Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> at the end, like, if you remember after the wedding, when Tasha comes, well, not after the wedding, but like, yeah, when Tasha comes to help get Bet and Tina out of the out of the refrigerator, yes. the walk in. I mean, she essentially says, you know, like our whole our whole relationship, you like you were like stuck on Dana the whole time. And Alice is like. Alice says something and Tasha's like, well, I kind of, I mean, I kind of feel like I know Dana and it's, it's that hint that, you I know, that. Yeah. that clearly Tasha is now quote unquote. The I love one. that from them. I wish they would have like done better with Dana and uh, Alice before because they were so fucking toxic. They are so awful to each other and like Dana deserves so much better, but no, no, Tasha deserved better. So you think Tasha and Alex or Alice? <laughs> yeah, I know. I love Tasha. I just think they're together. They're sort of toxic. They're just not great together. Why do you think they're toxic? They don't really like each other. Yeah, but that doesn't make a toxic relationship. I you, think so. No, I mean, toxicity I mean, is different than. I think so. I, see, I think, I mean, I think toxicity is like poison. Like yeah. you can dislike you're not like somebody and not poison them at the same time. Sort no. of like you can, you know, I, I just don't think that. I mean, we can think differently, but yeah. I honestly think, I think like Tasha and Alex, I did, I, Alex, <laughs> I did that to you. Tasha and Alice don't generally like genuinely actually like each other. And I think that's toxic. I don't think they like there. There's no middle. I don't think they are like, Good I, together yeah i mean see i don't see that i don't see th yeah that's fair i mean it's fair because I, I think differently yeah i mean like i think i think that you can dislike things about your partner and that's not necessarily toxic that's, i think they dislike everything about each other yeah see i yeah i, yeah, I don't see that yeah. but okay. okay that's interesting yeah so should we get to crushes then let's get to crushes would yeah. you recommend season three of gen q yeah to our I, honestly i would say Fucking nine out of ten, at least. Yeah, at least. yeah, okay. it's so good. Okay, I love it. All right, you? yeah, I loved it. I thought it was like I said, yeah, I, at the top, I thought it was the best season of Gen Q so nine far. Of, yeah, nine. 
I, I'd go with more of a seven. Personally. I'd say nine. I'd nine give it a seven. For me, nine out of ten. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Because yeah. there's okay. still some things I'd like to see, but, you know, yeah, it's not all about me, apparently, which yeah, is weird. Yeah, we'll I don't see. know. Crush. Crush, crush, crush. Crush. I know you have crushes, Nico. I do. I know you do. I know that you have crushes that are very interesting. Right. And very intense. I am mixing so many accents right now. I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> it's just all over the place. <laughs> so who are you crushing on, Baba? <clears throat> uh, this week I am crushing on Mary J. Blige. Okay. Yeah, because she actually kind of sort of like. But she slipped into her DMs this week and she's like, hey, Nicole. Not even a little, but she slips into everybody's DMs in the way that she is the most crushable crush. And it's so easy to crush on her. Even if you're not from her area or from like anything else without like anything. She is crushable. I 100% yeah. agree. Mary J. Blige. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that crush. That's a good yeah, crush. That's a good one. Do you, what inspired that this week? Um, or was it just it popped on and you were like, yeah, yes. you know what? Fuck yeah. I yeah. fucking miss Mary J. Blige yep. and I haven't. No, well, actually, I was rewatching Andrage. <laughs> okay. Which is ridiculous, but I love it, sort of. And I'll get into it more. But um, she was a big part of an episode this week, and so I kind of, like, fell into it. Okay, right on. Echo, I think, agrees with your crush. Yeah. He was just saying, yeah, Mary J. Mary J. Yep, Mary yep, J. Yep, Well, I'm personally going with Jamie Clayton. Okay. Jamie Clayton is the actress who plays Tess on Elver ah. Gen Q. So, we used her before. Yeah, we like definitely her. used her I before. Her. I mean, she was the first time I ever saw her was in Sense Eight, which is fucking phenomenal. If you have not watched Sense Eight, um, I think it's on. Is it on Netflix or Hulu? It's on one of the two. Netflix now, right? Yeah, I think so. But yeah. um, and it was done by uh, the I can't even say their names. It's like some Polish or like fucking Wachowski. Wachowski yeah, sisters that though, are like yeah. um that they that did the Matrix and stuff, but like they did uh this show Sense 8, which is about inter the interconnectedness of all of us, right? And that's yep. essentially what that show boils down to. And it's gorgeous and wonderful and lovely. And Jamie Clayton was uh that's where I first saw her. And she was just awesome in that. And now that she's in the L word Gen Q, I'm super excited. And she is fucking stunning. That woman is gorgeous. Yeah. And she's so talented. And I honestly, I cannot get enough of her. And like I said earlier, like she's definitely one of my favorite characters this season. And I really, I really hope that she's alive. And that, you know, things <laughs> are going to be I okay. Do. I hope she's alive too. You're right. Yeah. I mean, sure. I'm I'm pretty sure she's going to be alive, but you never know with these things. So it's, yeah, yeah, but she's she's such a she's fucking cool character. Too good of a character to yes, let go. That's right. I agree. Yes. And, and they had the near-death scare with Carrie this season with the heart attack and yes. stuff. And, and somebody else died. You know, Tessa's mom died. So we don't need another death from this nope. season. 
So I feel yeah. like she's going to live, but let's cross our fingers. Probably yeah. going to be a fucking crazy season with her next year. And I'm excited for that because her character is really one of my favorites yeah. and it'll Mine be too. fun to yeah. see where she goes. Yeah. Perfect. And, and now that we have finished two episodes. <laughs> right. In one night. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Shall we say goodnight? And Let's bid say good night. Yes. Thank you dear. so much. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for sticking with us. Yes. Uh, um, you should uh, check us out on our socials. Yes. At Queerdos on Facebook. And Queer Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And rate, review, subscribe, and we love you. Everything else. We love you guys. Next month, we're doing love. Love bomb. Love themes. Love theme. All February, it's all love all the time. Love theme. Love bomb. We might surprise you with where we go with that love. We love you guys. (laughs) But we love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.